Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jared Free coming to you live from the quarantine cabin on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We are here Monday through Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's how it all works. You tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, anyone with ears, and then they do the same thing. And then we're all tickling each other's nuts. You tickle my nuts. They tickle your nuts. We tickle the, the sponsor's nuts. Everyone's nuts are getting touched. That's what it's all about. Just a cool sensation down your spine. Um, we did the beach by happy hour last night. What a time. What a pleasure. Thank you all to who the people who came. I don't know what that becomes. We're going to figure it out. I don't I think maybe like doing like holiday specials, maybe moving it to a Sunday now that people are allowed outside in the wild. We're going to figure something out because I do love and enjoy doing it and it I like all the feedback is amazingly positive and uh seems to come from a place of like wanting more. So, but my DMs are open. Let me know what you think uh, and what night of the week might work best in a post-quarantine world. Uh, also, for those of you that love my charcuterie reviews, <laughs> the board lord has come out with some T-shirts. That's right. It's on my Instagram right now. I am obsessed with these T-shirts. Board lord T-shirts. Go check them out. They're on like they're a higher end. It's a higher end product. We're we're on starter shirts. Um, it's it, it's it, you know the the other shirts are on just the regular. These are like you know you wear these to a formal event. So I'm very excited about today's guest. Uh, new to the podcast. Uh, give it up for John Gabris. Thank you for coming on, John. Oh, please. Thank you for having me. With your outfit and volume, I feel like I tuned into like some loser's college sports show that he hosts from his house. <laughs> that is exactly what this is. For the Texas listeners. A- Texas A&M is going to be good this season. We're going to have a new another Johnny Manziel season. I don't care what you think. I, I went, I did this, um, I hosted the Snapchat show and it was a game show. And one of the, we did three seasons, and then one of the seasons they're like, let's do it from college football tailgates. So I got 14 weeks at different schools that I never would have gone to. So everywhere I go, I bought something just to like you know commemorate the trip. <laughs> and then I'll wear this shit, and it's like I have people like like with this is a Texas A&M shirt. They're like, whoa, gig'em, gig'em, and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Aggie, 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 Aggie. You know, yeah, you're like, just, <laughs> I was like, I, I, I and, and then like, they're like, and then like the weird part is that people comment, they'll go, I didn't know you were an Aggie. I was like, you don't need a fucking diploma to buy the shirt. <laughs> like anyone can buy it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, are like you when people wear FDNY t-shirts, you, you, like yeah. no one's like, I, you're a firefighter up top, brother. It's like, I bought this at a fundraiser. <laughs> Dude, th- thank you for your service, man. 9-11, you am I right? <laughs> 9-11, right? We hated that. It's like, okay, yeah. man. <laughs> man, you took a, it was a quick trip to 9-11 with John Gabris. I'm very excited to have you. You know, there's some guests where I just assume we're going to hit it off right away. I think you're one of those guests. We're kind of being, you're someone that I've wanted to have on for a long time. We're, you're one of those people that uh, we were fixed up by the audience. 
Yes. Well, I, I got that vibe. I, we're those type of people that other people are excited to hear that we've met. Anyone who's like mutual <laughs> friends of ours. Like when I say to Michelle Collins that I finally met you and did your podcast, she's going to be like, oh, you two. Perfect. Yeah. 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 A match <laughs> a match made in uh, nice suburbs yeah, yeah. outside of major cities. Heaven. Now, a, nice, I look- <laughs> a match made in upper middle class heaven. Exactly. I, so you and I have something very specific in common. I do my research on the guests, and I'm going to surprise you with something. You played football in high school. Correct. And, and you also swam. Yes. I did that, too. I thought I, I was the a, only person in America look, that did those two sports. Th- this is, the, I, again, when I saw this, uh, we got so excited that we broke the internet. The... <laughs> When I saw this, I was like, I, I, that's the exact same thing I thought. I was like, wow, that's a very specific combo. How, give me the background on that because I, I have stories about that as well. Uh, offensive guard, defensive tackle, and 100 meter free. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I was, so I, now let, let's go back and forth. This is like the dating game. I, I was a, I was always defensive tackle was like I I would I play that the rest of like that was like what I love doing and then I would play center too so center defensive <laughs> tackle and then even I was more, even more specific to be O line and a high school I would be the fat guy on football and then put three months later be in a speedo diving into a pool dude there was nothing <laughs> worse than. <laughs> Cause I I don't know why you do it did it but I was thinking I was like I got nothing to do I want to be in shape I want to try and be in some sort of shape and then like the the fat guy like the chubby fat guy explanation of like why would you swim it's like no it's the best workout you can have it's a full body workout <laughs> and, and I don't I, I'm gonna get into this because I believe water is the equalizer for fat people. Like uh, you can, you can move. Gravity, you can be yeah. a big guy and move. Yeah. You in the once you're in the pool, you can like it's a little bit of an equalizer. Like anyone who is fast, I was the best swimmer on my football team. That didn't help <laughs> at all on the field. But like, but uh, any one of those studs could have gotten fucking worked in the pool for me. But yeah, I, I the Long I, Island. I w- Go the ahead, Long Island, please. The Long Island swimming refs all referred to me as the linebacker because I was just so much bigger than everyone. <laughs> but I was so out of shape compared to football players. But I was just like I've worked. I've walked this line my whole life of being like the funniest guy on the rugby team or the biggest, strongest guy on the. Uh, college comedy group the biggest guy in the high school swim team the uh like best swimmer on the high school football team like, sure it, it, it's like this i was never it, succeeded at anything is what i'm getting yeah. at. well you found a way to be like a character role actor in yes, life exactly i found i found my character like i was like i probably benched the most at ucb which is like a world's tallest <laughs> little person competition you know it's like <laughs> Yeah, everyone just comes up to the bench wearing skinny jeans and you're like <laughs> right. in mesh shorts. Yeah, I I was the hundred. I did the hundred breaststroke. That was what I did. That was me, dude. I was the that breaststroker, I, too. I love the breaststroke. Now, now you and I need to have some sort of decathlon. 
Bro, like we need- I, I'm telling you, when you come out to when you come out to LA, we should just race. We should have hundred meter breaststroke we, race, and we should put dude, it on Instagram. I, <laughs> we have to do this. I'm I'm in. The, the challenge is on. We do we do we do like a triathlon. We do a, like a hundred yard dash on the beach. We do a, we do a hundred hundred meter swim, and then we do some sort of bike race, but in like we with do like, tricycles. We do like an ex jock combine. Where we that, think we yeah we do like dude, bench press for reps uh, a, yes. a ocean an ocean swim a game of horse like just like the most fucking jabroni <laughs> bullshit ever of like well, we still got it <laughs> throwing a throwing a football for dis throwing a vortex for distance just stupid ass high school well, shit this might be confusing to the listeners at home because I don't get into like you know not every episode do we get into like the the comedy world because again we're gonna do the the emails jtrainpodcast at gmail.com but I it is one of those things where you don't meet a lot of people in comedy that are like yeah I played football I swam and and like we think this is funny because we come across so few people like us. Yes, yes, yes. You, you know, like like every guy, I, everybody I ever met in an open mic was like, "Oh, like you're the frat guy, huh?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, I guess. I, 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 I can't. I don't know. I didn't I know, know that I, was." I want to tell all these guys when I was coming up in comedy, I'm like, I sucked at football. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm terrible. Yeah. Like, I know I, I look like the guy who uh, ruined your high school experience, but I'm not that guy. I like, don't worry. I'm not here to hurt you, you fucking nerd. Just yeah. do your fucking Harold. All right. Relax. <laughs> so, I, yeah. So I, I did your football coaches ever give you shit? Oh, relentlessly, because yeah. uh, the, the reason I got into swimming was because I was a lifeguard. Um, mm. So I and then a, I was a surfer and I did like this. My mom and dad smartly were like, you like to swim, you like pools. You know, lifeguards when they're 16 can make, you know, $15 an hour or whatever. Sure. And, and I was like, and my family of, like of fucking uh, blue collar heads was like, you're trained to be a lifeguard so you can make real money as a 16 year old or whatever. <laughs> so I got into it and then I got more and that's more into like it. Be, that's like becoming a doctor in some right. families. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In Long, I in Long Island, yeah. being a doctor is becoming Suffolk County police. Like, it's okay. like, <laughs> they're like, you know, they make six figures. It's like everyone on Long Island knows that Suffolk County police is one of the highest paid police departments in the world because it's the, it's the guy like, I once you start meeting like uh, and maybe this is casually racist, but like my Indian friends and Asian friends are like my mom won't, keeps pressuring me to be a doctor. I'm like everyone's mom in my town is pressuring them to be a cop. <laughs> it's the word <laughs> like like that's where I, Long Island I aims. Mean, that is like, does, that, <laughs> I mean that could explain a lot of the 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 issues going on in the world right now. One hundred percent. Yeah the ad, the attitude of the people that become cops in certain yeah. areas. Yeah, I would right. understand that. Yeah. So I remember when I played football in high school, like there was a day that my coaches found out that I swam, and it, like I like like because it wasn't something that I like, but like my friends knew, but it wasn't like something like and like it, to them it was like like mind blowing. Like I remember like we're doing sprints and like we're all like lined up across the like not the end line but like the sideline to do like gash gassers yes, which was like the, there the width four times, right? There and yes, back, there and the, back. The, yeah, yeah. The width yeah. four times. So we 53 yards 53 yards across. 
That's, Sorry. That, that's what we would do. And I remember the coach just being like, like the day he found out, he's like, and Freed, why don't you do a swan dive? You know, like it was like, like, like his like dumb jokes about like me. like. And I was like, yeah, I swim. I don't know what, what else to say. Like it was just so out of the, like, like his frame of reality. I, I got discovered at like the sports awards dinner when I was revealed to be captain of the swim team. Yeah. And then I got roasted by the football coaches. And then that coming summer when we were at Hell Week two a days in August, I show up and I'm fucking like Greek. I'm like deep brown tan. And like, <laughs> and uh, my coach is like, every time I'm the last person to finish a gasser or the 220, my coaches are constantly like, Gabriel has spent a little too much in the chase lounge. And then, uh, of course, they, you know, the butterfly stretch where you sit at, like, you put your heels together and kind of stretch your groin. Yeah. That, w- that was called F word on a beach by our high school football coach. I went to high school in the midnight, mid and late 90s. So that. Okay. It was awful, but then my junior and senior year, that was switched to calling the a Gabrus on the beach. <laughs> like, wow! Wow! And, from, and, and also, like my name has the word gay in it, so I was relentlessly bullied for that. And then everyone discovers I hang out in a speedo and go swimming. Like <laughs> it was like the word. It was at. It was so. In hindsight, like I was the kid who hosted the talent show, wore a speedo, and that was the gayest thing you could possibly be in Long Island. Well, well besides, like, so- I, just short of fucking guys, like that was like I, all I. <laughs> well, to them, like that, to that like, exactly. To- <laughs> yeah, Liking like- movie, <laughs> caring about who directed a movie when I was in high school, people thought I was gay. <laughs> like, whoa, dude! <laughs> all right, Mister Artsy Arts, enjoy Martin Scorsese, whoever that is. It, it is such a funny thing. Like, like someone gave me shit the other day. It's such a funny thing, like how the word problematic just seemed to like start existing to me like five years ago. And it's like this is the definition of problematic. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. these are the, the these are the adults in charge. <laughs> yeah. Like, did you? Ever, I I connected so much to in Gullman's special when he said he was afraid to order Sprite because people would make fun yes. of him. And I was like, bro, that is like my high school experience to a T. It's like I have to do something. Like I guess I have to play another hour of basketball with these people. I hate it. <laughs> I suck at it. But if I don't, I'm like going to be called everything. So I gotta like forcefully play basketball for an hour and i hate it and i'm sweating and my feet hurt <laughs> and i'm like just please accept me and i'm like I, this is insane that i did it that. is funny what <laughs> like you know like you know now where there's like again this is the luxury issues podcast so it's like yeah there are real issues going on in the world and like and there are people like and, and what, what what interests me is what's what's so fascinating to me is like people that i knew grew up in these situations where this was the biggest part of their life that are yelling at me. And I'm like, how, you, how, what have you been researching these past few years? Like, I didn't know you were, you were researching the real world problems that were going on. Like, like I, rem- I mean, back to the swimming thing. I remember we used to have to take uh, a photo every year for the swim team. And you, the coach insisted on it being in the speedos, I know, and I will say this with hindsight, with twenty years of hindsight, being forced to wear a speedo in like those semi-public situations really like <laughs> opened up my like self-confidence eventually. But at the time, it 
destroyed me mentally because this is yeah. like I'm so self-conscious about the shape of my fucking tits at this yeah. age. No <laughs> less my upper thigh meat, my small dick, my little white, my little fucking pubic hair underneath my belly button. This shit is a fucking nightmare. No less nightmare. that it's going to go in the yearbook forever and ever. And I, and I remember like I was like 16, like I'm like a sophomore on the team being like, why are we doing this to ourselves? Like, why aren't we in... Why don't we wear a tie? Why don't we like, <laughs> like, like? Why do we have to like glisten in this picture? Like, what's the? Whole, isn't it in black and white? And everyone's like, and and like as like the fattest guy on the swim team, you're like you you're like you can't even bring it up because everyone else is looking at you like what? Like we all. We all. What are you talking about? Like, like no, we're we're built like swimmers. It's not a problem yeah. to us. Yeah, I, I'm a 16 year old boy, and my body is just naturally lean. Why? What's your problem? You look like my dad. Yeah, I ate Cheetos before I came to practice. Like you, I, every t every time someone asks you to sign their yearbook, you flip to the swimming page and draw shorts and a tank top on yourself with a sharpie, and then sign your name there. Absolutely, absolutely. I, you and you I black really, your eye. You black your eyes out like it's a fucking uh, murder victim. Yeah, high school. Like, photo. like I'm making a murderer. Yeah. yeah, dude, I I have so many memories. It's so good to have you on this show. Well, now, well, first I, of all, we'll, we'll punt it, and I'll plug my own podcast here. You come on High and Mighty, and we'll talk exclusively about sw being on swim teams and football I, together. I would love to do that. Yes, yes. And and so let you know to, to so we go can to do your premise here. My Let, premise there. Perfect. Let's do it. So <laughs> let's let's take a trip to Plug City before we go uh, to the emails. At Gabrus, go follow. Fucking hilarious. You guys are all going to love him. He has a podcast called High and Mighty. It's every Thursday. It's, give me the one-minute trailer uh, so that people can add it to their podcast library. Um, it's like a it's like a Joe Rogan podcast. If I'm even less informed, I have okay. comics on where we find a topic that we have in common, whether it's Judaism, Taco Bell, uh, leftover food, or you know surfing. Just sure. something like another comic. We just don't talk about comedy, uh, and we chop it up for like an hour. If we get baked or we don't get baked, depending on what my uh, what my You're guest wants. To do. Are you a big a weed guy? Yeah, I, I transitioned from a big alcohol guy to a big weed guy, and that's my version of cleaning up my life. <laughs> so. so what do they call that? I, I, I love that that's been dubbed California sober. Is that Cal Are you that? I'm California sober. Well, I still drink like uh, quarterly, monthly. You know, okay. I, 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 binge, I binge drink for like an, a monthly event, whatever it might sure. be. But I used to be like when you're in New York. You can have three bourbon on the rocks every single night, and then on Thursday and Friday and Saturday have twelve bourbon on the rocks, and then yes. be like, "That's just how living in the city is." Then when you move to LA, and people are like, "You want to meet for breakfast at eight a.m.?" You're like, "Oh, what the fuck?" No, I, I I totally see eye to eye with that. Like I'm I'm sitting here, like I took off drinking from New Year, like to do like sober January, and then it just extended uh, until the first week of quarantine. And that after that first week, I was like, this is going to be way too much time. I need to cut. <laughs> I need to cut hours out of this day. And now I'm back full force making drinks, pouring like, you know, putting like Splenda into my vodka soda to like sweeten it up and shit. Just real 
crumb bag moves. But it's like home homemade trulies. It's like what the yeah. fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> I got a bathtub full of spike seltzer. I'm whipping up. <laughs> you listen. They, I, I just decided one day I'm making moonshine trulies. Can you imagine if I just started walking around with a camelback? I'm like, you got to try this. I I somehow made cherry. A coffee can. Yeah, he's like, I got fermented black cherries going in here. <laughs> Let's do the emails. You ready? I'm ready. At, at Gabrus, go follow, go follow, go get going. Let's do the first email. Um, I love these. Deal reveal. Guy chooses phone call over FaceTime. Okay? <clears throat> Jared, my group chat is full of your advice right now, but we are puzzled over this weird text exchange I had. A guy I met last year reconnected with me during quarantine. We had we'd already had one FaceTime date that went really well, and we're going to, to chat again tonight. However, an hour before, he told me he'd rather call instead of video chat. This is weird to me. Our first FaceTime date, he was super enthusiastic about. He ended up calling me anyways. I gave him some shit about it and told him he was being cagey. But he didn't really have a firm answer for me on why he'd rather not FaceTime. I told him a phone call was fine for tonight, but in the future, I would expect a FaceTime. What do you think is going on here? His excuses are pretty lame, I think. Here's what the text exchange went like. Okay, I'll read their text exchange. Him, by the way, I, I probably can't FaceTime but can call you. I have some slight multitasking to do. Me, call me later then. Do what you got to do, uh, got to get done first. Him, no, it's cool. It's small, mindless stuff anyways, laundry and whatnot. Me, I want to see your face though. It's no biggie. Well, it's technically a biggie now. <laughs> yeah, you've officially made it a biggie, which is yeah, okay. Which it's is allowed okay. to be a biggie, but, <laughs> but you're but you're lying to yourself and this dude to say no biggie. <laughs> him, I him, I'd rather hide my face, laughing, crying emoji. He's he really doesn't want to do this FaceTime. Me, why? LOL. Have you not showered? I won't judge him. This is the way I am. Dark can barely read this over the red flag. I'm hearing <laughs> <laughs> she writes back qu three question marks him. I would just rather call normally. Is this guy gabagoo gabagoo is like, uh, you know, my parents always when we get on the phone together, it went from like the meat, you know, like the meat Italian meats, like gabagoo, gabagoo, yeah. and then we started saying calling it gabagoo, and that's how we now say goodbye. So, is this a situation where you're gonna go gabagoo? You know, like, I, what do you think? What do you think of this exchange? What do you think of this situation? Um, this is this is tough because I'm I'm on both sides here. I understand where both parties are coming from. Yeah. Um, and I feel like the real answer the real answer is, and I'm just gonna be I'm not positive of names or anything, so I'm just gonna gender them. I feel like uh, uh, she needs sure. to. It's, it's uh, from a woman. It's from a woman. This is about from a, a woman about a guy. So th this woman needs to let him know that she would prefer FaceTime and he needs to say like, well, I don't love doing FaceTime, which I understand because I have a hard time looking at my own face while I'm talking to people. I yes. don't love that. I don't love holding the phone. I'm not like a person who knows angles or like understands lighting. So I just mm -hmm. look like one of those fucking dudes who is screaming about AOC in his car or whatever anytime <laughs> I try to do a FaceTime. So I get that. And maybe he is like, I get also it's difficult like 
going like heteronormative here, but men are not necessarily apt to want to talk on the phone for hours traditionally. So like he mm-hmm. might be like, well, if I'm going to chat with this girl, cause I am interested, I do also have to get this other shit done around the house. So I'll go sure. fucking hand, I'll go hands free and bang out and wa- starch my fucking Brooks brothers shirts. Totally. But she also has the right to say like, Give me some undivided attention. If this is a date, we wouldn't go to like a fucking uh, cafe together and let you bang out work emails on a date. Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> that's a well. I, I I love what you're. Everything you said is so spot on because you're right. I it, the angle of I you wouldn't go on a date with someone and like do some other shit while you're doing. I I agree with that. The thing you said is the kind of my my first inclination as a guy. I hate fucking FaceTime. You, same, same. you 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 the the arm up. You're 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 doing you know like you're doing like bicep curls the whole time. Um, you have to undivided attention. You're looking at yourself. There, as far as phone calls are concerned, it's 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 actually. You know, and and I agree. Like you, you don't. This is a date in this new normal of a quarantine. So, but I would be like, no, I enjoy talking to you. This will make it a more enjoyable experience for me. Right. You know, like, maybe he has to say something to the effect of like, oh, if we want, if you want to Facetime, I can't do that until Thursday evening or whatever. Like if yeah. that, like if he really has to do this shit or she could say like, no, we can talk tonight and then maybe FaceTime on Thursday because it could be a little bit of a give and take like FaceTime once call the next time FaceTime. But I get sure. where she's coming from because you don't want to sit there pouring your heart out to, where you think you're connecting to another person <laughs> and that person is playing Call of Duty on mute. While they're on the phone with you, which is, I know, shit that dudes do. Yeah, and yeah. going, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Yeah, 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 uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, your mom. Fuck! Yeah. Fuck! Oh, sorry, 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 yeah. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 in, I just, like, I, when you've gone, I met a guy, here, here's the thing, though, and I, this is the toughest part in the beginning, because they reconnected. A guy I met last year reconnected during quarantine. So she's already in a position where she's like, I don't trust this guy's intentions. Yeah. He came to me. They're when coming the with op- some baggage. They're coming yeah. with some baggage. Yeah. And he's coming during a time where it's like almost become cliche that exes and reconnections are happening during quarantine because guess what? You can't open up new business. So she's already on like, like, okay, you came to try and fuck someone that was there waiting for you. You know what I mean? She's already in that mode. And so I understand True. where she's hypersensitive to, like, any weirdness. But I do also believe in, like, the beginning. Like, I give people the ex- – I, you know, you are a a, a, an, a great improviser. You do improv you regularly. You're a professional improv person, right? Yeah, that's. You, uh, please don't let my mom or accountant find that out. But yes, well, that is. Uh, but, yeah. you, but, but I'm saying yeah. we, you, but you and I are in the comedy world. But like, I, I would like, I would go pay for a show to watch you do improv, you know, comedy. And this I'd pay is, to watch you do stand up, depending uh, on who else was on the bill. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, but I'm saying like, it kind of feels like she's breaking the rule. I don't know improv as well as you do. So that's why I'm 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 I'm, I'm saying that like. It kind of feels like she got real negative on this too soon. And yeah. I think you got it. It's it's a two-way street. Like if you really want to FaceTime but he really wants to call, 
Maybe this is the time. Do a call. And then maybe the next time is a FaceTime. Or yeah. maybe you learn on the call that he's multitasking and it's rude and you don't like it and you and blah, blah, blah. And then that's you got to say that. This but is maybe kinda- he do, maybe he's genuinely uh, like maybe FaceTime gives him anxiety. If you don't have a lot of self-confidence, FaceTime can be overwhelming. If you don't have like a fucking tripod for your phone to sit on, it means that you're fucking holding, you're constantly trying to find angles. Yeah. Yeah, Or your apartment is shit because you're a fucking single man and you don't want a woman to see how you're living. (laughs) That is very, all of those are very true. (laughs) But you don't know until you get to do the scene with them. It's kind right, of right. the point of that I'm getting at because when he says, call me later, uh, like, by the way, I probably can't FaceTime but can call you. I have some slight multitasking to do. He's being pretty upfront about what you can expect from him. And right. if you're like and, – and then when you say, call me later, then do what you got to do. And then you gave the pushback, and then he goes, nah, it's cool. It's small, mindless. Like, at that point, the second time he pushes your pushback – it's it's either like let's do another night or go with it. Like yeah, I, it's, I, I, it's it's jumping the it's it's jumping the pool or go back inside. It's like ab- yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. because this guy doesn't really owe you anything. You don't owe him anything. So this is supposed to be light. This is supposed to be getting to know each other. So like as far as like, I don't think he's hiding something. I I think like. I think when he when you get into like the weeds of this when it keeps going, it's kind of like, ugh, I can't believe that this person is holding this over me now when I don't owe them anything. That's how right. I would feel if I was him. Yeah, you can start to see how she in this situation might spiral. Like you might say, like, why won't he FaceTime me? And then, but it's very easy to put the shoe on the other foot and go, why does she have to FaceTime me? Yes. Like they're both sort of like, they're both in the right. If she really wants to get on FaceTime, I, I, I would say, here's a little psychological trick. Five minutes into the phone call, start talking about what outfit you have on. I guarantee homeboy is going to jump to FaceTime. You got to repeat. You you start, you cut, you cut out. You cut out. You cut out the most important part of that sentence. <laughs> Repeat that. You were like, "This is the only saying- way to. This is the only way to get him." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit!" Uh, maybe my internet is trying to save me from being canceled. But like, the, uh, you're like three minutes into the phone call, just mention what outfit you have on. And I guarantee homeboy will want to jump to FaceTime. It's a good point. And, but and, I, that, and I'm not saying you should have to do that. I'm not saying like, that's no, what but, the answer is, but I guarantee if you're, if you're dying for FaceTime because you want to engage more face to face or cause you think you're excited about the way you look and you want him to, like men are visual creatures. As we know, you can get him to jump on. And also to, to to back that up, that's a more fun way of giving him shit about it. Like, I, I think the, the direction yes, yes, she took. Yes, yes, yes. I, I mean, I want to see her face, though. She's trying to be fun. I'd rather hide my face laughing. Why, LOL, have you not showered? And then, like, the minute he went to, this is the way I am, you're like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck happened just now? You know? Like, <laughs> and, 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 like, I could kind of see that coming because it is being pushed so much, where it's just like, yeah. And you're both kind of just like, it's like two cobras staring at each other at this point. I, pi- 
I picture him responding, this is the way I am, and then pulling out to reveal an alien putting human skin on his face in a bathroom. (laughs) We must communicate via phone only, audio experience only tonight. We are sponsored, people. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Figs. With the coronavirus, the world changed overnight. Doctors, nurses, and other medical professionals ran straight into the chaos. They've been working extra long hours and risking their lives to save ours. So, shouldn't someone be looking out for them? Well, Figs is an amazing company who has had the backs of medical professionals since 2013. They create ridiculously soft, modern scrubs that look good, feel good, and help medical professionals perform at their best. In response to COVID-19, Figs has donated over 30,000 sets of scrubs to hospitals and donated $100,000 to the Frontline Responders Fund. They also utilized their supply chain to make millions of N95 masks to help to get PPE into the hands of the people who need it most. So for all of you folks at home, why should you wear figs? Well, every set of figs is antimicrobial, anti-wrinkle, moisture-wicking, and made with stretchy, super-soft fabric. Figs come in a ton of colors and styles, from classic V-neck to straight-leg pants. They even have styles with yoga waistbands, and they make jackets, totes, even compression socks. I will say this. I have figs scrubs. Um, I've given them to Jess. We both love them. They fit great. They're not your normal loose scrubs that you wear around the living room. These are wearable to the outside world. I would also say this. I get asked more than any other thing that we do or every other thing that we promote here on the podcast. This is the product I am asked for the promo code the most on. People love these. They want to give these. I would encourage all of you to go look at the website and take a look at it because I'm going to give you some free money uh, that go towards your figs. But they are amazingly comfortable, a wearable, comfortable uh, product. And I I, I think all of you, uh, all of your lives would be helped by figs. But also, figs is doing so much great things for frontline workers that – It is just a great company to buy something from. So it's more important than ever to recognize all the selfless medical professionals in our lives. Whether you're one of these awesome humans or just want to say thanks, Figs is giving listeners to the J-Train podcast 15% off for a limited time. Just go to wearfigs.com. That's W-E-A-R-F-I-G-S.com. Wearfigs.com. Enter code JTRAIN15. That's JTRAIN15 at checkout, and you get your 15% off. Go, go, go. Wearfigs.com. Enter code JTRAIN15. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with John Gabrus at Gabrus. Go follow, go follow, go follow. At Gabrus on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> High and mighty every Thursday. Go, go, go. Go listen to the podcast every Thursday. High and mighty. Why won't he have sex with me? <laughs> Long time, first time, feather, feather. I've been seeing this guy for about a month now, and everything is going great. We go on dates. He's introduced me to his friends and flatmates. Ooh, might be from across Ooh. the pond. His Ooh. friends and flatmates, who all later admitted he had gushed all about me to them about me. We text and speak a lot, and we have had two sleepovers that resulted in us wa- waking up the next morning and staying in bed all day, chatting and kissing and laughing. 
man, I just imagine like the white sheet blowing in the wind. Uh, <laughs> See, I'm imagining holding in a dump all day. <laughs> <laughs> That's like I I tell my wife that all the time. I'm like, if we ever got a divorce, I couldn't handle being single because like I would just be so stressed about shitting in girls' apartments or having them be here while I was shitting. Like I would just become a fucking solo like jack off cam guy. Such a romantic (laughs) thing. Honey, I don't know how I would shit without you. That's basically. I don't think I could get to this level of trust with another woman where I pop out of bed in the morning and run to dump out like a fucking tuna boat. Where did you meet? Where did you meet your wife? Uh, 2002 Marist College. Holy Holy shit. shit. So you're the. You're the guy that says, I've never done the dating apps. It, it was before my time, all that I've stuff. I've never been on a date. <laughs> You've never been on. How did you meet her? Where? Where? We like, just like you do in college, in class, then you hook up, and then you are and boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. How long we have ne- you been married? I, I've been married since 2011, so it's com- I'm coming up on uh, nine years. Wow, good for yeah. you. And and we've been uh, together for 17 years. Like I never sat across from a girl on a first date because before her it was just college hookups and high school girlfriends. Was there ever a thought of like, you know, you I I think when people get out of college, that college relationship, they start questioning it. They're like do I want to have that experience? Did you ever have that thought or like, I, I'm trying I to ruin had, your marriage. I'm, I'm no, no, <laughs> of course. The main thought I had was I just didn't. And, and we, I successfully pulled this off is we didn't want to, I didn't want to move in with her after co- I wanted to live like the TV shows and movies I grew up watching with just Shh. randos or dudes for a year sure. or two years in the city before we moved in together. That was like my only stipulation. And that was a very troubling time in our relationship for me to go. I could barely afford to move. Of course, I could afford to live with you, but I yeah. need to live a year and a half just because I feel like it's a wrap. We're getting married if we move in together, I feel like. So let me have this one chance at 18 months of living in a shithole in Williamsburg. Do I regret doing that? Hell yeah, it wasn't a great part of my life, but like, <laughs> I needed to do it just so I never, I, I didn't feel like I missed out on that. I never and, cared and, about and, like, well, like random girls. I, well, a year and a half of Williamsburg probably took like 10 years off the end of your life. You know, yeah. you're like, I, those bourbon <laughs> drinks just come easy. Yeah. No one there yeah. to judge you. No, no one there to judge you. You're working 12-hour days as a PA at best week ever and then just getting fucking gassed every night off whatever liquor you can afford or steal from someone who has a hookup at their office. Like, my buddy worked in post-production. We, I would just, like, swing by his office and get, like, four Red Stripe beers and, like, put them in my backpack and bring them home. Like, I was broke as fuck and shit. You're like, I'm going to the beach, man. Up here, I'm at the beach. Uh-huh. I'm going to lay in my underwear in the air conditioner and chug red stripes <laughs> all right let's so, get back to the so question we really so we spend all day chatting and kissing and laughing and holding in dumps uh we really enjoy each other's company and i feel good about it everything is great except we still haven't had sex what gives both times i stayed over we both kind of drunk so i can understand that it can be difficult to get it up if you've had too much to drink but the next morning should be okay 
There was heavy making out and some touching, but nothing ended up happening. For whatever whatever it's worth, it took until the end of the third long date we had for him to even kiss me. So maybe he's just nervous, or maybe he doesn't want to have the first time be drunk and hungover. Am I doing something wrong? I feel like this could lead to a relationship, so I don't want to pressure him or rush anything, but I've never had this happen to me before. Am I being too pushy, thirsty for the D? Please advise. Thanks for all that you do. What do you think, John Gabris? What do you think about this situation? I think uh, a large population of men in heterosexual relationships, uh, and now more than ever before, are just wary of like pushing anything. And I think, mm. I feel like, I mean, I was even like this before all, like, I, and I was never really a single guy around town, but like, you're tentative. You don't want to overstep any boundaries. It sounds like he likes you if yeah. you can spend all day laying in bed together. I feel like, and I and forgive me if I'm wrong, but if she just said, I want to have sex tonight, yeah. I 100% guarantee <laughs> this guy would be like, yes, that sounds awesome. Really? Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. I, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm hesitant to, because my... If this was a, per- a personal friend of mine, my follow-up questions would be like, are we touching each other's genitals with our hands or our mouths at all in this making out? It's like, because that <laughs> sure. would be, but I, and I'm a gentleman, so I'm not going to ask, and she can't respond, luckily. But I, I would say, I would, my advice would be, and this feels bad because this is a heteronormative advice, but I would say maybe broach the subject vocally. Just verbalize what you what you would like or or... Get to that point where there's no, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? No ambiguity. Make yeah. it be like, it's like, hey, bro, it's fuck or get it's, off the pot. It, it's yeah. time. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I'm with you. I agree with what you're saying. I think the um, sh- a couple things to keep in mind for this this woman is, one, the first time having sex is the only, you only get one first time. Correct. And if he's spending cuddle sessions with you in the morning, it sounds like he likes you and enjoys your company as much as you enjoy his. And that, I think, like, not to say there's no pr- – there's pressure on both sides, but for a guy, there that first time, you're like, everything's going great, but now I got to stick the landing. I got to, yeah. like, you know, I got to make sure I go long enough and it's not too long – I got to make sure I don't make faces that are weird. It does. You know, like I, I, I think like sometimes you're just trying to figure you, you, you're just in your head with someone that you're like on, like it, when it doesn't happen right away, then it's like, it doesn't happen again. Now there's like added pressure. It's on his mind. And it's like, now I really got to like make sure this sex like I gotta make sure she comes seven times. Like it feels like a bigger mountain. Is yeah, so I think that there's more and more pressure as the connection seems more and more real. Like yes. if you're if you can spend twelve hours in bed joking around and shit, that's more important than uh, how do we fuck at this point. Uh, but that's gonna put. Uh, a guy in his head and maybe even subconsciously she's in her head a little bit about it because yeah. like n- she like she said this I could see this being a relationship so I don't want to pressure him I guarantee if like this would be like a meme or a one panel comic where they're laying in bed to each other and both thoughts are like I wish he would just or I wish she would just try to fuck me I, I, have, <laughs> I have a feeling if I had to guess I'm f- I'm getting like 
I could feel the horny tension in the air via the letter, via the, yeah, the email. So the, the, I, no, she actually wrote this on a on a with a quill and on parchment paper. Um, I I I'm with you. I I think I I don't like I what you, the the line you pointed out from the email is something that kind of stuck out to me. I feel like this could lead to a relationship. Don't be afraid to act on your feelings because you're afraid of ruining. What could be a relationship? You are just being you. You are just being, you know, a- a- enjoying the moment, and and not and none of it is done with the intent to like of, of ill will. So, I think the next time you guys are hooking up, here's what I would say to her: uh, over the pants rubbing. That's what I'm saying. That's I what that would that's... be my that would be my follow up question about like if this was my, a friend of mine if she was like. Gabrus, what's going on? I, and I'm like, have you? Did you touch his dick on the outside of yeah, his pants? Gotta, <laughs> like that's that's, that's a great of, barometer. <laughs> the, that's the new name of this podcast. And the did you touch his dick? T-shirts are coming out this week. I you gotta. I think just a rub over the pants. That's like the go ahead. That's like. That is a little bit, yeah. That is pulling in the righty. We're <laughs> yeah. bring it in, bring him in. We need the reliever. Wild thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah! Everyone's like, yeah, we're gonna, yeah, bring in the closers. And I, and listen, here's the thing. Here are the steps, and I think it helps to have the steps. You're making out. You touch a penis over the pants, and then he should be taking it from there. Right. If he doesn't, I think that is your place to go. Hey, I'm really enjoying your time. I'm really. En- I think you. It feels like you're enjoying it too. I want to take this to the next level. And and that's all you have to say. Own what you want because I think when you say I feel like this could really lead to a relationship, you're sitting there being like, well, if he likes me, I like him. And if I, that's a dangerous way to go. Own. I like you. I'm in bed with you. I'm enjoying my time. I'm fucking feeling it. I just touched your dick. What's going on? It yeah. didn't go anywhere. And and I think you have a right to say it at that point. And then he can say, well, you know, there's other things that could be at play. Right. He, well, he, I, and I think I think if you don't address it and then you're on date six and you're laying around in bed all day, now you, now maybe both parties are in their heads. That's like my big concern because that's what I see the most in even long-term relationships is like my, mine and my wife's most of our fights that blow yeah. up out of nowhere are like, Wait a minute. There's actually been like eleven, the, the eleven occurrences of something similar to this that I did, and sure. now I'm starting to see it. I'm like, if you nip this in the bud four times earlier, if you're, we were, we're all way better off. Yeah. If you had had the uncomfortable conversation that was a little bit uncomfortable, it wouldn't be a massively uncomfortable thing later on. Exactly. And yeah. how much do you hate in fucking movies and TV shows where the entire plot is uh, relies on the fact that the two main characters don't convey the information to each other? It, 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 it's seriously bothersome. It's, it's like... It's like, just what? tell her that yeah. you made a mistake and you just tell him you thought he was the other guy from work that we all, the audience knows. This is infuriating to watch. So that's kind of where I, I end up getting there with relationships. I'm like, talk to each other before yeah. you're, ta- you're telling stories about the man that could have been 10 years from now. Just rub his penis over the pants. That's me at the every movie You're I've ever screaming watched. Screaming at the at Philadelphia on t- uh, TNT. We are sponsored people. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Quip. 
Quip. I love Quip. And listen, we all have a daily routine. And that daily routine has changed because of the quarantine. You used to wake up and run out of the house. Now it's okay. Wake up, head to the head to the bathroom, brush your teeth. Okay, go to the kitchen, go to the living room. Let's change. Let's change atmospheres. Go to my desk. Go to my bedroom. It's just with Quip, it keeps you on track because right now our schedules might be a little more loosey goosey than they used to be. Brushing your teeth, 75% of us use old, worn-out bristles that are ineffective, and even more people forget to floss daily. Good health starts with good habits. If you have good habits, you will have good teeth. So what's a good habit? That means brushing for two minutes twice a day and flossing regularly. I can tell you right now, most of you listening are not brushing for two minutes because I thought I was. And then I got the Quip brush, and it has these... um, it pulses four times. Every 30 seconds it pulses to let you know to switch your quadrants of your mouth. By the end of it, I was like, wow, this, this bicep work workout was tough because I wasn't used to it. And Quip, with the pulses, there's no lying. There's no, you can't go to yourself, that was two minutes when it was really 10 seconds. They make it easy by delivering all the oral care essentials you need to brush and floss better. The electric toothbrush has sensitive sonic vibrations with built-in timer. I just told you about that. And there's an even a size-down version designed for kids. So now you can help your kids get on the right schedule. Paired with Quip's anti-cavity toothpaste and mint or watermelon, you get all the ingredients teeth actually need and none they don't. Quip also has an eco-friendly refillable floss with a dispenser you keep for life and expanding string that helps you clean in between. Quip brush, head, toothpaste, and floss refills are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5 each. That is unbelievable because you don't have written in your calendar, get your new toothbrush stuff. That's not in your calendar. I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive. Quip is keeping your teeth cleaning schedule for you, and they're letting the mailman or the mailwoman work for you. Join over 3 million happy customers and practice good oral care easily and affordably with Quip starting at $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash JTrain right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash JTrain, spelled G-E-T, Q-U-I-P dot com slash J-Train. Quip, the good habits company. J-Train podcast at gmail.com. J-Train podcast at gmail.com. Here with John Gabrus. At Gabrus. Go, go, go. Follow right now. Hmm. Porn problems. S-O-S. Uh-oh. It's a very it. sexual podcast today. My uh, boyfriend how, and I have... How can it not be? We're sitting here in our fucking high school Speedos just going right. off. <laughs> <laughs> You weren't supposed to tell. Jared, help. My boyfriend and I have great sex. One morning, I discovered that he was scrolling through porn the night before when I fell asleep during a movie. This made me feel weird. He was also on it earlier that same morning. He's described me as insatiable a few times, so it frustrates me that he's watching porn while feeling like he can't keep up with my sex drive. He discussed the apo- he, We discussed... He apologized and basically said that he scrolls porn like Instagram. That's a that's a little bizarre, don't you think? 
Yeah, I mean, I could. That is, I've been in modes like that, but that's not like while my wife, like while she fell asleep watching the last just, dance. Yeah, just. What are you looking at? Uh, just, <laughs> yeah. just. Mate, like when I'm on the road and I'm in a hotel room, I might look through porn like it's Instagram where I'm like, totally. I'm on like vi- tab number 71 determining what I'm going to fucking jerk off where? to nine, se- nine seconds of pre- uh, uh, <laughs> tink, tink, tink. I'm done. Good night. Yeah. Where will I be having my meal tonight? Yeah. And exactly. Then three seconds later. Yeah. I, I. It's weird how much foreplay I do when it's j- I'm alone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm like, I guess it's two and a half hours of foreplay before I land on uh, busty mom stuck under the table or whatever. I'm going to be good. Good to myself tonight. Yeah, <laughs> I earned this. I got to go to sleep at 5 a.m. after doing a 10 p.m. show. <laughs> we discussed. We apologize. It basically said he scrolls it up porn like Instagram, not to jack off, just looking basically. Whatever. My only concern was this is when I'm around. I'd prefer he fuck me when I'm home and do the porn thing when I'm not. It's been a month and a half, and he doesn't realize I can see when he logs in. Yikes. At this Ooh. point, he's lying to me about not watching it. I've told him I don't care if he does, but he's maintained he hasn't since the initial chat, even if I can see he logged in 19 minutes ago. This is, again, logged this is, in? A, this is another... In. Yeah, this guy's got an account? He's got a Bang Bros account? He's not just doing free tube stuff? No, this he's guy's got- paying. He's a real... He, he, he's helping the cause. Yeah. Uh, honestly, uh, well, also, like, the idea that she's hovering over this is... This is, again, back to the last email where it's like, sh- this went from small, uncomfortable thing to now she's checking the minutes since he last logged in and letting him lie to her. Uh, honestly, I'm more frustrated about the lying about something we already had a conversation about. What's the next move? I've let him film us. I keep things fun in the bedroom, but it bothers um, me. He's lying unsolicitedly. Otherwise, things are great. He thinks things are amazing, but this really bu- is bugging me, and I don't know how to bring it up because I have before and thought we came to a resolution. Oh, this is a tough. That's a tough situation because tough if it's just. Yeah, because your main advice would be you should just you you have to lay that out there. You have to say it bothers you. But yeah. his defense is I'm not doing it. That's like rather than like, well, here's why I do it, or this is something I've always done and I, I enjoy it. It's kind of weird view to to take that away from me. Like it's it's a hard situation because she should address. It's like well. Why are you lying? And I feel like the well, answer is find out why are you uh, why are you scrolling? Well, is the real I, question to answer. I I do in his semi defense, it's a hard thing to answer as nicely as you just did. Where right. he's like, yeah, I enjoy it. Like like it, it, it since it is porn. Like if this was about cheeseburgers, right? And, right. You know, he'd be yeah. like. Well, I enjoy a cheeseburger. It's kind of my vice. Uh, I have to have one when I come home. It kind of puts my mind at ease. Like if this was any other vice, Vice, gluttony, alcohol, uh, if this was other things, like it's weird how we separate the vices. Like it is weird that like because it's porn, this is more endangering to your relationship than if it was candy or if it was cigarettes or if it was uh, food or alcohol you know maybe those things would be rationalized different but to me this is a guy with with 
not a pro well it's a problem because now it's become in between them and a relationship right but right. it's it, it, I, I you know if it was something else maybe we she wouldn't care you know right right if he just was like i like to come home and watch like you know weightlifting videos that's like what yeah. i watch on instagram <laughs> you'd be like that's weird i wish she didn't but uh but then you wouldn't the go porn the porn has that like weird layer to it that weird being in quotes of like she's taking personal offense that it is porn not that he's just because it is annoying just to be with someone that you're dating and they're scrolling their phone whether it's instagram text whatever sure. that's not ideal but it sounds like her problem is that it's specifically porn which is something i and, think and, you need to be able to talk about with him but also it's a shame there's a shame attached to it so he's going to be pre-defensive and prone to lie and say i'm not because there is a shame and especially if someone you love or the person you're living with the person you enjoy being around is coming at you with a negative viewpoint on it it's going to sure. activate that fucking high school catholic guilt shame it's going to it's going <laughs> to activate it and you're going to be like defensive of like i'm not i'm not like my wife and i have been together for almost two decades we've done so much sketchy shit to to each other's bodies and all we've done all we've tried everything we've talked about so much but i would still be upset if she like if i would still feel defensive if she's like what are you watching porn wise like i would be like well no judgment it's you know like because it's sure it's, I, it's, I completely agree with everything you said and this is like this is like us having this conversation should help this emailer get inside the other person's head like we're not saying that she's wrong. wrong no, for I don't how think she, she is at all. Yeah, and, no. And, like I totally understand that she looks at him and goes, "I, I, you, you have gone so far to call me insatiable." Like, how you know? But I think also, like, she has to remember that the this is porn is almost a break from everything. In the right. same way that a hamburger, a cheeseburger, is a break from everything. Or a, a glass of whiskey, or a, or a beer is a break from everything. It is, uh, it is fantasy. It is taking you away from the reality of life. So it, there's I, no pressure. There's no pressure in porn. Is something that I've said before. It's like the reason why jerking off feels like it's something different than having sex. And I'll start even just like arousing oneself by watching pornography. There's no pressure there's no pressure to perform yeah. there's no thought it's a very selfish act in a way not in a bad way but in a way where it's self-care or whatever like yeah. you're saying it's an escape from literally every like if he was playing call of duty and murdering fucking like running around blowing people's heads <laughs> off you wouldn't be like stop playing video games i bought you a shotgun take this out and shoot people on the street <laughs> sure. it's not necessarily it's not necessarily a one-to-one -one of yeah. like he's watching porn because he wants to fuck and you're like just fuck me instead he might be watching porn because it is mindless it's brainless it's just like my wife ha and I'm uh, and God forbid I'm trying to make some uh, a false one to one here, but like we don't have the savings to buy a house right now. But my mm. wife fucking house shops nonstop on the Redfin app. Sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like for, for a dude, it's like there's right now, and I don't know when this email comes in, but there's no sports, there's no shit. Like you know, it's like what what's left? What's left on the internet is just yeah. countless titty sh shots. So it's like. <laughs> Hard not to just go deep on that. What does she but, do? Because I, I think we agree, like, this is a tough situation. We see why he's doing it. Um, I think also she needs to not, like, I, I don't think it's healthy to, to like, purposely catch someone in a lie. Like, I, I, 
Like, I yeah. understand why he's defensive and lying just for the reasons you were saying. Like, so I don't. Right, I don't think it's a malicious lie. I don't think it's a malicious lie. It's an embarrassed, defensive, like, sh- shame covering lie is my, is my guess. I, I'm with yeah. you. So, like, I think when you say, like, he, I, I'm asking, you know, like, he's lying to me about not. I told him I don't care if he does, but he's maintained he hasn't since the initial chat, even if I can see he logged in 19 minutes ago. It's like. You know, he's not signing up for this like, you know, this court litigation that is coming at him. And and it's like, you know, I think you have to come clean that like it bothers you uh, to be around it. You understand it's happening. But I also like I wouldn't want to answer like I wouldn't want to check in with my girlfriend every time I look at porn. Right. And and now I don't want to be like bro you know bros before uh, women or whatever here (laughs) but i i also like you're only hurting yourself if you're like you're only going to drive yourself crazy if you keep checking to see whether or not he's logged into porn he doesn't even know if he doesn't know you're doing that he doesn't know you're being hurt over and over again and you're and you're at this point choosing to do this thing that's going to make you upset and angry and instead of just going like instead of just unpacking with him why this is and maybe you can get to the root of it and realize that it is not a problem or it is too much of a problem for you guys to to deal with which is yeah also possible because maybe because i know like i'm not saying like it's ultimatum time but it is a conversation of like this is something that actually bothers me so maybe there's a compromise where it's like can you not scroll while we're hanging out in the living room? Can you I, not I, scroll while we're in bed next to each other? It's like, I don't want you to have to hide what you do for fun or what you do to make yourself feel good. But why don't you keep in mind that this is something that bothers me? I think th- I think that's the answer. I, I think that's the answer yeah. to say, it bothers me to see it. I know you're doing it. You don't. I'm not going to be. And then also make a promise that I'm going to stop checking in on you and hovering over your porn usage to right. to, to catch you in this lie that you don't even know that you're entering into. But that literally starts to create the situation in which there is the shame around your kink or your uh, vice at that moment yeah. where you're at, you're at, you're starting like by. Hunt, like trying to catch him in a lie or uh, seeing if he's logged in or out that activates that whole shit of like deleting your history when you're using your mom's computer uh, hiding it, it activates that like mm-hmm. and I think that makes someone feel like less of an adult yeah and, and, that, and, and, and that's a hard that's hard on people and to feel it, that they have to hide shit from their partner like that's what I've learned in a long and as someone in a long term relationship the second you force someone to try to hide something like if your partner, if you don't like when your partner drinks too much, they're going to start hiding when they're drank too much and they're going to start like, and now you have secrets from each other and that's yeah. just not, it's just not ideal. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. John Gabris. This was amazing. Thank you so much. I was just thinking how funny it would be to listen to an episode and you've edited out all the questions and it's just you screaming J Train podcast. It's like nine minutes long. It's like the J- dude gets the the dude gets the message out. It's an all promotion podcast. That's all I, we do. I would listen. That's such a fun premise. It's, like, it's just like the drive time radio guys. J Train. You're listening to J Train. J Train at Gmail. J Train. I, I do weather on the tens and twos. 
for a and day, and another day of the week, minutes. and then I'm out. Yeah. John, this was fantastic. It's great to meet you, finally get you on. This was such this a was great, great time. Bud. Thank you for having me. This was a pleasure. This was Everyone good. go follow John at Gabrus. High and mighty. That's the podcast. I'm Jared Freed. We are here Monday through Friday uh, with your emails, your stories, your questions. Keep sending them in. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next episode. Boom. <laughs>